Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. In New Orleans, we're proud of keeping our priorities straight. We know that we stay up way too late listening to music. We eat way too much fried food, and there's usually a good reason to have another drink. On the other hand, we know that we've got to get up and go to work in the morning, and in the long term, we know it's not a good idea to have a heart attack. My guests on Out to Lunch are both New Orleanians who thoroughly embrace what's best about living here, but are also focused on healthy living. Mackie Shillstone is synonymous with health. Mackie has six GNC stores. He works with superstar athletes, most recently helped Serena Williams recapture Wimbledon. And he's the director of the fitness principal at East Jefferson Hospital. Jessica Blanchard was a successful business consultant with Accenture based in New York and Nice, France, before turning her back on international finance and devoting her life to health and wellness. Jessica is co-founder of Balance Yoga and Wellness Studio, where she teaches yoga and practices Ayurvedic medicine. Jessica Blanchard, Mackie Shillstone, thanks to both of you for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much. This is great. Jessica, it's always easy to say a sentence like, turned her back on the corporate world, but it must be a lot harder and more nerve-wracking when you're the person making that big life decision. Take us back to what it was like for you to make that life change and having totally gotten out of the world of international business, today you find yourself running your own small business in mid-city. When you jumped ship and got out of the business world, did you see that as your future? I did not. Um, Well, to take you back, at the time I was living in France, um, actually working in Ireland, because with my corporate job, I traveled and worked with clients all over Europe. First of all, you did a lot better than I did. You were with Accenture in New York, and they said, we have an opening in Nice. (laughs) I always got like, hey, there's a branch in Fargo. No, This is is great. um, It was a little bit of me asking and meeting the right people at the right time, and they needed people in Europe at the time because technology was exploding. So I had the right profile, I spoke French, I love France, so it was an amazing opportunity. Um, And it also gave me an opportunity to work in many different countries in Europe. So I I enjoyed my time there. What actually got me into yoga was stress. I have a lot of students that have gone to work in this consulting. This is about the most stressful business, long hour segment I can ever think of. It's it's long hours. They demand a lot from their people. It's a great company, though. The training was phenomenal. They treat their people very well. And it was a very dynamic environment, changed a lot, really interesting people. So it it was a very good company to work for. But I started to feel more and more like it wasn't where I wanted to be going in the future because I had been with them at about seven for about seven years at this point and was starting to have to think about if I wanted to take that step and go for the partner position because I was already at a management level with them. So I've always been interested in health and exercise, but I decided to try out a yoga class 
and I was hooked from the beginning in a kind of dynamic style of yoga called Ashtanga. And France has this rule where you can take a year off and come back to your same position. You're allowed to do this once in your career. So I decided it was a safe way to do it. I decided to go for it and go to India. And I she never returned, and she never Pretty returned. much that's, that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> you know, I once um. uh, took a yoga class, and it, it was Yoga 108, and I yes. actually thought that was the address. Oh. And uh, I had no idea it was 108 degrees. That was unbelievable. <laughs> There's um. I did not read the brochure. That was right. uh, something it's, they... Those are intense <laughs> classes. <laughs> they are. And yeah. yet now you're, you have a great business background and now you're creating this business again. Do you want it to be bigger? Do you want it to, do you want to keep it at a certain level? Could you get all stressed out again running this new business? Absolutely. It's very easy <laughs> to get stressed out. This is what yoga, yoga teaches you. Um, if it grows, it, it's got to be organic growth. I'm not someone... Um, and it's the same with my partner. We agree that... It grows organically through word of mouth, through community. We do social media and we do You're that. You're not doing hostile do takeovers of other no, yoga places. and we don't that do big billboards anywhere, yes, obviously. Yes, that would look bad, I think. Um, but it's great for it to grow, but in an organic way. And I'm also very interested in nutrition. And this is something I've been studying for two years. I'm becoming a dietitian. So this way we can provide sort of a holistic um, help, a framework for helping people, right? So we can help them with diet. We can help them with yoga and stress management. Well, um. it's radio, so I want to tell people you look great. As I would really <laughs> be bad you. if you if you didn't. The, uh, <laughs> now, Mackie, you're a legitimate New Orleans celebrity. Uh, you've got a long and illustrious career as a booster of health and fitness for regular New Orleanians, uh, and you've worked with some of the biggest names in worldwide sports. I mentioned Serena Williams, but that's just the most recent of about 3,000 athletes you've worked with. Um, I guess the one that I'm most interested in is you work with uh, John Goodman, and then um, the woman who is Playmate of the Year. Yeah. So you really, that is, I remember the confusion when John Goodman was in the center of my magazine and I was so upset, but it was, uh, that is, uh, that is very diverse. Uh, New Orleans is not the most obvious city in the world to launch an international career as a fitness expert, to say nothing of sustaining it over 30 years. Why have you stayed in New Orleans all these years? Is it a uh, sound business decision or is it personal to you? Because I know you're from here, you're a third generation Tulanian. Um, why New Orleans? Well, you know, I guess you could say as a New Orleanian, New Orleans kind of grows out of you. Um, <clears throat> I, think the, I think the reason I had many opportunities to leave, there sometimes I wonder whether I should have. Uh, in reflecting, I'm 61 years of age. New Orleans, you know, still has a long way to go in terms of health care. And this was before Katrina. I think the mistake we're making nationally and locally, but nationally, since we're a part of a bigger microcosm, or in, as what Jessica uses the word, organic system, we have misplaced the word when we call healthcare. Truly, right now, when you go to your doctor or when you go to a hospital, you're not going for healthcare, you're going for sick care. And in reality, we have an issue with that because the fact is, I'm in the business of healthcare, just as Jessica is. And I felt that we had such a demand for it and we were misplaced. My current book is Stop Renting Your Health, Own It, a three-step approach, because people rent their health. So I stayed here and, as you said, pioneered it. I was the first one to do TV in 1976, first one to do radio uh, when I was in college playing football at Tulane on WSMB, first one to write a column for Grid Week magazine. And now you have a lot of people doing it. I, I think in answer to your question in a roundabout way, I felt I needed to make a commitment to my town. 
And I knew I had to build a national reputation. I, I could not, I did not want to be the New Orleans guru of fitness. I wanted to be nationally recognized. You know, you have to understand, I guess, uh, uh, Jessica has a story behind her. I, I have one. My father was a highly decorated combat company commander behind enemy lines. He uh, uh, fought both the Japanese theater and he fought against the Germans. And he uh, spearheaded the attack of the Battle of the Bulge. He spoke German fluently. Graduated from Tulane as a chemical engineer. Did his graduate work uh, at Heidelberg University before the war. Went into combat as a 30-year-old man. And my father uh, was a chemical engineer, commanded the 94th Chemical Mortar Battalion. Had to kill a lot of people. And uh, came out of combat and became an alcoholic. And as a result, I lived through that. Never put a hand on me, the bravest man I ever knew. I, what drove me, I never ever thought I matched up to my father, the man he was. And I constantly drove to accomplish this, 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 and this, and got every title in sports you can think of. Um, did things I wasn't supposed to do because I was constantly trying to prove to myself that I, my father would respect me and um, I finally faced it when I was 50 years of age. But it didn't change me. I still drive, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's my background story. See, that's, um, that is a positive motivator, isn't it? That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty amazing. You know, one of the stories that I read on your website, I just couldn't believe it. It's 1975. You've got the only gym in town, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are here for the Super Bowl, and they come work out at your house. Well, what happened was Louis Rickey <laughs> was a... Louis Rickey was a, um, was a um, was, I was a protege of Louis Rickey, the strength coach for the Steelers, who was from New Orleans. He owned the Rickey Cabinet Works over uh, right on, um, right over at the overpass right at Carrollton uh, at Airline Highway. And Louis had developed these, these pieces of equipment, and I was just starting to be interested in this. So I, I lived on an Audubon Boulevard, grew up there, and which is right across the street from Tulane Stadium. And when I got out, when I, my sophomore year, I would run up and down the street, and I would hear the, the players, the, the, the stadium, I said, someday I'm going to be in that stadium playing. I'm too, I was too little. They thought I was too small. I said, I'm going to train myself. So I would use the crowd roar, and I would be in my gym. Well, I bought Louis' equipment, and I was protégéed with him. Well, the Steelers in Super Bowl IX, there was nothing to train at Tulane. So they pulled the van around from there where I, had, I would go to practice and work out in my backyard. The Tulane team would come work out with me because I was part of them, and the Steelers came. After we, I was part of that victory, the week later, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in town doing pumping iron, and Channel 6 brings him to my backyard gym to be interviewed. At that point, I built the first gym as a volunteer on Tulane's campus, and they named a 142-pound uh, walk-on wide receiver, and I did earn a varsity letter at Tulane. And, and, and they, they named me as a strength coach. That is an amazing story. You know, this is the time of the show we do the, the checklist, a little part of the show where we uh, take a little break and ask a, a couple of uh, quick questions that you probably would not find on a loan application. That's what we'll, we'll uh, start out with that. Uh, um, let me start off with this one. What book are you reading? I'm reading two books. I read At books simultaneously. At the same time, really? It's yeah. I'm reading one called Animal Vegetable Miracle by Barbara Kingslover. She wrote the Poisoning Wood Bible. And I'm also reading a book called Coming to Your Senses by John Kabat-Zinn, who's one of the pioneers of mindfulness. He uh, has pioneered having programs stress stressed mindfulness-based stress reduction programs all over. Now they're all over the world. It started at MIT in Boston and Harvard. 
and now they're being put in the workplace all over. So uh, I'm a big fan of his writing and his approach. So those are the two I'm reading. Plus, I want you to read those two books. I'd be really <laughs> upset if you said, you know, winning poker was what I was working on right now. That would, that would be disturbing. Maggie, what are you reading? Well, you have to figure out for the last 20 years, I read 11 journals a month, technical journals Whoa. from five to six every month, every morning. Uh, but the book, I, I read books for pleasure and I'm reading Colin Powell's book, It Worked For Me. And I read books of great leaders and I read books of great battles because most of my victories in boxing, I've paralleled them to great battles and student. I've, I've shown um, Serena Williams how to, uh, when the attack on Normandy Beach, how in a slam you have to, you have to climb such as the army rangers did at Point Lahoc on Normandy Beach. They had to silence the German guns, which were actually French guns. And 90, 250 rangers attacked, 99 made it, but they silenced the guns. Would have killed massive a number of Americans, but they silenced the guns. So I patterned my strategy for the Grand Slam for Serena based on climbing, the, climbing up. You don't even get the right to fight until you survive the climb. So I read, I read uh, great battle strategy. I read uh, Snowball, Warren Buffett's book. Uh, I thought that was excellent. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Berkshire Hathaway. That's a, and, and every investor is. That's, a, that's, a, that's part of the, how it works. The, I'm going to tell people later that I sparred with Mackie Shulstone. That's what I'm going to tell <laughs> they, this, uh, the. Uh, where's your favorite place to vacation? Um, well, my family is from Barbados. My, my grandfather, or the, my, my great grandfather, was the Queen's, uh, King's attorney. And finally, I brought my sons back um, and my wife. Um, to see their heritage and my, gr my great-grandfather uh, actually founded the Barbados Museum and the library is called the Shillstone Memorial Library. And when I walked in this last year and said, they saw my passport, they said, you're a Shillstone? We, we haven't had one here in, uh, what, 50 years. So, you know, they, they took pictures, whatever. So for me to go back and show my, my sons and my wife their heritage, or at least my sons their heritage, was a great, uh, uh, is a great place for me to take them. Well, it worked out because it came from a great place to vacation. I, yeah. I guess in Barbados, your vacation is connected or something. I don't know what, what happens there. Where, where do you go when you go away? France. I, I moved to France originally because I love the country and I still love going back um, all parts. I, s I lived in southern France, so I've been especially fond of there. Also Paris. Um, so I, I'm, my last name is Blanchard. My grandmother spoke Cajun French. That was her first language. So I s I've always felt a connection. And growing up in New Orleans, we are very connected to France. So I, I like going back there. And when you speak the language, the French treat you very, very well. They're very nice. Not and if you that don't? Sort of well, if you make an effort, oh, yeah. it's yeah. all about your attitude and your approach. If you approach um, in a kind of humble, nice way, they're much nicer. If you're arrogant and uh, expect them to speak English, then they're not as nice. See, that's the kind of tip you get on this show. People are looking for business, <laughs> but that's, that's <laughs> absolutely right. We're going to go to the, uh, the inbox part of the program where our producer picks a question uh, that's come from a listener. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Peter, we've got a number of questions sent in today. I thought I'd pick this one because it's kind of practical from a, a person called Jennifer Jensen who lives in the Bywater. She says, I've tried joining gyms and fitness classes but find myself never showing up. I want to be fit, but I need to do something that doesn't require a fixed schedule. Are any of these pieces of equipment advertised on TV for home fitness any good are, or, or are they all a scam? This is a serious question and I don't know who to ask. 
Well, if you look at the current research right now, then if you look, let's take the ab machines since you brought up that uh, about machines. Most of the research is now pointing to the fact that when a, in a double-blind crossover study, that most of those ab-type machines do not compare to the standard 45-degree uh, legs in the air crunch. And in pro sports, if you can't carry it with you on the road, it isn't going to help you. The same program you do on the road, you've got to do at home. So you've got to be able to carry it with you. Serena's training kit is carried in a bag. I meet people who are very disciplined and can, can establish a home practice easily. They still might come in with me a couple times a week. Um, and then I get others who really need to be in a group setting. Um, I think more people would prefer to come in and be with other people, practice a group, something about the, gr the, the group's energy right, that motivates you a bit more. And it's important to be with the teachers just from the point of view of making sure your alignment's right, you're doing the right kind of um, moves for you when we're talking about yoga, because there's a whole lot of different yoga postures out there, so many styles, and there's not one style that fits each person. So kind of the way I teach is figuring out where that person is, what issues they might have, and how to design a practice that really can help them. Well, that's a great answer for this. We'll, uh, this is the time we take a look at our lunch money. Lunch money is our out-to-lunch stock portfolio. The, the market's kind of been going sideways uh, yeah. in here. Everybody awaiting uh, financial news these days and economic data. But um, we're building a portfolio of stocks chosen each week by our guests on the show. Uh, Mackie, Jessica, you get to pick a stock uh, to add to our portfolio. Uh, Jessica, which one did you decide to give us? I gave you one called Lululemon which is yoga related. I thought it might be something you wouldn't have come across before. You're absolutely right. So Lululemon started out of Vancouver. It was, I know the story behind it because a friend of mine knew the guy who started making these clothes years ago. He was making clothes for surfers and people who do yoga because no one was doing it. So he just went and talked to people and said, what kind of clothes would you like? And started making them. And interestingly enough, the company's grown and grown and grown. There's a shop here in New Orleans. They're all over the world. Very popular. But that's still their philosophy is they do these customer feedback sessions where they get feedback. What's your favorite piece of yoga gear, even if it's not Lululemon? What do you like about it? What can we do different? What kind of fabrics do you like? So they kind of work from the ground up. Um, and they've, they were bought out by other companies that help their marketing and help them to grow. So it's an interesting stock to watch. Now the price is, has gone up a lot. It's been a pretty hot company, yeah, hasn't it? exactly. So it's something um, I think to watch, to keep wow, your it, eye on. Uh, that's L-U-L-U -L -U on the, uh, yep. on Lulu is its Lulu uh, ticker, ticker symbol. They, uh, well, that'll be, that'll be good. That's been a real favorite, uh, favorite on Wall Street. And, and Mackie, what do you like from here? I came in with something based on globalization. You know, you got to figure that at some point uh, the world is going to come to its senses and get out of the deficit spending. And I think uh, a company that's positioned quite well for that is Western Union. Right now, their cash flow position is very strong. And with their global approach to uh, simple stores that you can go in and send money orders, they're starting to realize that you can do more in one location. So they're sitting there waiting. They're just waiting for this to happen. And I think they will be positioned quite, quite strong uh, when the world gets this um, global issue solved. And they're, and they're in a strong cash position right now as well. 
That's terrific. The uh, ticker symbol is WU, and of course, you know, we think of Western Union as a company from the mid 1800s does telegraphs, and you know, like Bob engines are coming, you know, but that's not really what they do anymore. It's all it's cash transfer, right? right? Uh, that is uh, that's terrific. And by the way, I think it's kind of a stock maybe Warren Buffett would own. So. Kind of goes with your company. He probably does. That's, how, that's, that's all these stories always end. But yeah, you know what? You might realize that in Tulane, when I went in the MBA program, uh, the Western Union was actually a case study. The, you you used the Harvard case review. Sure. Western Union was the, was that, and it turned out that one of my uh, my wife's friends, her hot father. Uh, Bill Naughton was president of Western Union then, and he came to the class, and I knew him. Wow. This was year, in 1984. That is, uh, that's terrific. The stock uh, sells at just about 10 times earnings. Looks very cheap. Jessica Blanchard, Mackie Shillstone, it has been great having you at lunch today. Both of you live a life that embraces everything New Orleans has to offer, like eating at Commander's, but on your own terms that doesn't compromise health or fitness. For example, the kitchen here at Commander's prepared you both uh, healthy option meals that, uh, how are they? Delicious so far. Great, great. <laughs> you can live healthy in New Orleans without any major sacrifice. This would be the big breakthrough from the show, I think. They, uh, uh, Mackie, Jessica, uh, thanks for joining me on, on Out to Lunch. Thank I you very much. Thank you. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Mackie Shillstone, fitness guru, sports performance manager, and director of the fitness principal at East Jefferson Hospital, and Jessica Blanchard, co-founder of Balance Yoga and Wellness Studio. To find out more about Mackie Shillstone's many endeavors and Jessica Blanchard's yoga classes, uh, Follow the links on the website. It's neworleans.com and www.no.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our, our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing adventure in Crescent City Commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook and you can get in touch with us and sign up for our mailing list at itsneworleans.com and you can follow us on Twitter. We're at It's New Orleans. To listen to past shows or to get this show as a podcast, go to wwno.org or itsneworleans.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. Until we meet again around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc.